Grab your Bibles this morning. We've got just one verse we're going to look at from John's Gospel. The 15th chapter, page 901, if you're using the blue Bible in front of you. As I was sitting there waiting for the offertory, I heard some of the kids behind me say, Is it almost done? (laughs) We're getting there, all right? We're getting there. Just read one verse this morning. John 15, verse 8. Jesus, speaking to the disciples, said, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. This is the word of the Lord for us today. Blessed are those who hear it and obey. Amen. Let's just recap just quickly. For those of you who are new and haven't heard the new life story, I'm going to give it to you real quick. Right after I graduated from seminary in Kentucky, I was appointed by the Southern Baptist Mission Agency to come and to start a church here where a previous Southern Baptist church had closed up. They weren't open to their community. They weren't reaching out like they should. And so they did what happens is when you don't reach out, they die. So they closed up. They turned over their building to the association and they asked us to come in and to start a new church. I wish that one of the greatest mistakes we ever made was we didn't take a lot of pictures of this building in the before state. Whatever, however bad you think it was, it was worse. I could tell you stories of, of what we had to go through to get this building to where it could be used as a church. We worked hard to make the building right, but we had to work on reaching people and opening up and and inviting the community to come in. But obviously, over 25 years, a lot of things have changed. Many things have changed. For example, the pastor is about 75 pounds heavier. And I'm pretty sure it's not hair. That's causing that additional weight. All right? I now preach from an iPad. 25 years ago, there was no such thing as an iPad. But we set out to start a Southern Baptist church in the north. We weren't interested in only appealing to Southerners. That's one of the other mistakes that the previous church had made. Was they wanted to reach out to the people that ate grits and said, y'all. <laughs> but if you've been part of our church for any time, you know what we're about. Let me highlight some of our current ministries. Our premier ministry in our church is our recovery program called Pathway to Freedom. We've had this for almost 20 years. We have helped literally hundreds and hundreds of men with substance abuse problems. We are the only Southern Baptist church in the state of Michigan who has a program like this. We do ministry not just here, but around the world. You see in the, in the worship order there, 
We are now taking another collection of clothing to send to orphans in Russia. We do this because we believe in reaching out beyond just our borders, the four walls of this church. One of the areas, though, that I am most pleased with that we've done successfully over the years is reclaiming people who've fallen away from church. The number of people who, before they started attending New Life, weren't attending anywhere. They had gone to church in the past, but for many reasons, they just drifted away from church. And we've really worked hard, not just in getting people to move from one church to another, but to get people back in church, back involved in the body of Christ. One of the things I'm most excited about recently is the thing that Richard mentioned, is we have, after 25 years of praying, we've actually broke into the, the not literally, we broke into the, the senior complex next door to have a Bible study there once a week, and they contacted us to know if we would come in. We've been praying for an opportunity to get in. They called us and said, would you come and do a Bible study here? The same with the, the Macomb County Jail. I was contacted, would you be interested in, in, in doing a Bible study uh, at the jail? So once a month I go to the, the, to the jail system and do Bible studies there. After 25 years, though, we know a couple of things. Now, actually, after 25 years, we know a lot more than just two things. But I want to focus on two things this morning that we know after 25 years. What do we know? We know that God is with us. We are here today because God has been with us from the beginning. Like the Hebrews going through the wilderness... With God guiding them with the, the pillar of the cloud during the day, the pillar of fire. Like God has been guiding us. God has been with us from the very beginning. And because God has been with us, he is the one who deserves all the glory. Not you, not me, God. All glory, all praise goes to God. That's why we sang this morning the song, To God be the glory, great things he has done in this place. But we also sang, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. I wish, I wish we had a thousand tongues to sing God's praises today for what he has done here. Verse 1 says, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of his grace. That last line. The triumphs, the victories of God's grace. God's grace has triumphed numerous times, innumerable times in so many lives in this church. You can speak to how God has graced your life, how God has given you new birth through Jesus Christ. But not only do we know that God has been with us, we also know a second thing this morning. We know that God has much more for us to do. As some people say, we ain't done yet. We've been here 25 years and we are not finished. God is not done with us here today. There's still more kingdom work to be done. And that's why we sang verse 4 of over a thousand tongues to sing. My favorite verse in all of them. He breaks the power of canceled sin. He sets the prisoner free. 
His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood availed for me. This is a foundational belief for us at New Life. That God can make the person who is broken by sin, who's been fouled by sin, He can make them clean again. That God can make us usable for His kingdom's sake. No matter what we've done, we believe that. And God is not finished with His work. And that's reflected in our three-part mission. The mission of our church is to come, to grow, and to go. As a church, that's our goal, that people would come, they would grow, and they would go. Not so they would leave our church, but so that they would go out into the world to reach our community. If you're here as a regular part of our church, you've done that first part. You've done the coming part. But there's still two parts yet to be done. And that's the growing and the going. You see, too many of us today are wedged in a rut of complacency today. We aren't growing in our faith, and because of that, we are not going. We are not trying to reach others with the grace of Jesus Christ. Let me share my vision for our church in the coming decade. For our church in the next ten years. We've been moving more and more as a society to be connected electronically. Through Facebook, through social media, through uh, emails and things like that. But in the process, what's happening is as we become more connected electronically, we become more disconnected in our personal relationships face-to-face. At New Life, we want to help you connect through social media. But we want all of our online connections to foster face-to-face, real-time connections. But we don't want just an online presence. We don't want that to substitute for what we're supposed to be doing as a church family. Did you know, I saw a study recently, it says 8 out of every 10 people who visit a church will visit the church's website before they ever attend the church. Did you know that? We have somebody here today who did just that. She checked out our website yesterday before she came to our church today. And because we know that the online presence of our church is the front door that people are going to see before they ever walk in here, we launched a brand new website yesterday. We are one of the first churches in the world to have a dot church extension. If you want to go to our church website, all you have to do is go to newlifebaptist.church. And if you can't remember that, you've got other problems. Alright? If you want to find us on the web, we're there. But having said that... We've got to make sure that we don't just hang a website out there and have an online presence and then sit back and hope that people come. We must begin to move in the direction of taking the gospel that we have to the people who are out there. Rather than just inviting them to come or hoping that they hit our website, we've got to do the difficult work of connecting with hurting people. 
and letting them know about Jesus Christ. It's a time-consuming process. Week before last, the school right behind us, Eisenhower Elementary, we are their emergency evacuation location. So week before last, they had a drill, and they brought every one of their kids into our church. We had over 550 kids in the sanctuary, in this room. I mean, there were two kids on a chair. I mean, they were packed in here. I was standing outside as the kids were filing in. And I heard this little boy say to his friend as he walked in the church, he said, I've never been in a church before. People, I looked around this room and I wept at 550 children that live in our community and not one of them attends our church. Folks, that's our mission field. Right there. God help us that we won't have children in our community who say, I've never been in a church before. That's our mission field. But our mission has to be greater than just what we do in this place. Brother John and I went to a church in Troy on Thursday night to speak to an Arabic church that's struggling because they're so big, people-wise, their building can't handle them. We're going to work with them as an association, but I want to work with them as a church so that we can have an impact on reaching that community. People, I don't know if you're watching the news, but they're cutting our heads off, literally. Folks, I want you to understand, though, we aren't preaching the gospel to the Arabic community so they'll stop cutting our heads off. We're preaching to them because we don't want them to go to hell. Because they need the love of Christ just like we do. And we've got to get outside of ourselves. And as much as we love our church, as friendly as we are, as much as we're family, we can't be so family that we forget that there's lost people out there who need Christ. And we can come in here, we can love on each other, and we should. But we can get so comfortable loving on each other that we forget that there are people who are going to hell without Jesus today. Our mission must be greater than just what we do in this building. Next week we're going to start a new sermon series from the life of David. And we're going to see how David was anointed by God to do the work that he did. Folks, after 25 years I can tell you God has anointed us to be in this community, to be reaching them for Jesus Christ. We have been anointed and chosen by God. We didn't choose this work. We didn't choose to be chosen. God chose us. And we have to ask ourselves the question then, what are we going to do with that anointing? What are we going to do with that calling? Over the next decade, we will continue to live out the values that we have as a church. 
That new life will be a beacon of grace and mercy. I have some specific goals for our church that we're going to see in the coming weeks. I have a goal that each of us would go deeper in our walk with Christ. That we would grow closer in our fellowship with God. We're going to start some life groups that we're going to help with that as we get into smaller groups to hold each other accountable and to learn about our walk with Christ. And one of them that I'm excited about is the study that's entitled, You May Be Crazy. And folks, I'm telling you, I've got some of you people I want in this group because you make me crazy. But let's take a quick minute. And look at today's verse from John 15, shall we? You see, in John 15, as Jesus talks about being connected with Him, He mentions that God has an expectation that we will grow, that we will produce fruit. You know why? Because God is like us. He expects a harvest from what He plants. Look at verse 8 again. Jesus said, by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Jesus is clear. When we bear fruit, two things will happen. First, God is glorified when we produce fruit. Our goal for the next 10 years is for us to grow much bigger. Not just as a church with more people, but where each of us grow deeper in our walk with Christ and our faith in Him. You see, we have lost sight of pressing on what Paul talks about in Philippians. Forgetting what is behind. We cannot rest on where we are, on what's been done. For God's sake, we've got to press on for the work that God has for us. For the challenges ahead. For His glory. Not only though when we produce fruit is God glorified, the second thing we see, it proves when we produce fruit that we are Jesus' disciples. Not every believer is going to see lots and lots of people come to faith in Christ like, say, a Billy Graham would. But people, we should see some effect from our witnessing, shouldn't we? It ought to bother us when we go year after year as individuals in a church and we're not seeing people come to faith through our testimony. How many people have you led to Christ? How many people have you brought into church? How many people have been in that baptistry and you can say, you know what, I witnessed them. I was the one God used to lead them to faith in Christ. That needs to be our passion. That needs to be our goal. I want others to come to faith in Christ through my words, through my testimony. We prove that we are disciples of Jesus when the witness that we share is effective in their life. And we see that fruit. People, I don't know about you, but I want to run our water bill sky high as we baptize more and more people, as we get those waters of baptism stirred up again and again. But fruitfulness is not just seen in new lives coming to faith in Christ. That's a primary way. But fruitfulness is also seen in our walk with Christ. Where we're growing in our service, where we're growing in our obedience daily. 
And as we move forward, we will be successful because God has been with us and God continues to be with us even into the future. Our future today is as bright as ever because God is greater than any challenge, any obstacle that we will face. You see, where we are today is a lot different than 25 years ago. Because 25 years ago, we didn't have a core group like we have now. We had just a few people, very few people. Now we've got a solid core, much bigger, many times bigger than what we had 25 years ago. And if God could do what he did with such a small core group, what can God do today with this core group? That's the question for us today. God has shown what he can do. He will continue to support us. We're here, but we're not going to stay here at this level. Amen? We're not going to stay where we are. The question is, will you be one of the people that God uses to take us to the next level? See, it's wonderful for us to be here and to worship God and celebrate what He's done. It's something completely different. To say, you know what? And I want to be part of the group that goes forward. I want to be part of the group that takes it to the next level. See, I love it when people in the church finally get it. And you can tell the people who get it versus those who just come to attend. A few weeks ago, a woman walked up to me after the service. After the offering was taken... And she handed me a check for $200 and said, here, put this toward Bibles so we can have new Bibles as part of our worship service. That's somebody who gets it. And just as an aside, if you ever want to give me money after the service, feel free. (laughs) We don't limit our giving to just that offering time. Amen? But some people get it. They understand that the church moves forward with people who do more than come and sit and watch other people do it. This church is not here today, 25 years later, because a lot of people came and sat and watched others. A lot of people did a lot of hard work. Not once, not twice, but week in, month in, year in. The question is, what are you going to do? Are you going to take us to the next level? Or are you going to sit and watch? Because now is the time for us to get serious. Okay, God, we've seen what you can do. We see what you want. Now let's do it. Do you want to be part of the church that tries to reach those 550 kids for Jesus Christ? Or do you just want to play church on Sundays? Now is the time for us to recommit Whatever we've done has been great. But we're not going to sit still. We're going to move forward. And when I say we, I mean this church. And you can be part of it or not. That's up to you. But I want to challenge each of you to recommit yourself to being part of what God is doing here. I don't want to get before God someday and say, God, I watched a lot of good things happen. I didn't do it, but I watched a lot of great things happen. I want to be able to stand before God and say, God, this is what I've done for you, for your glory. I want to 
Be part of it. I remember back when I was in high school and I played basketball. We got to the end of the game. And we were tied. We were one point down. I can't remember which one it was. But we got into the huddle. And I said, get me the ball. And they're like, what? I said, get me the ball. We broke the huddle. They passed me the ball. I made the basket. We won the game. You don't win by sitting back and hoping somebody else gets the ball. I wanted that ball. I wanted that ball in my hands so I could do the work. And when it comes to doing the work of the Lord, I don't want to say, you know what, pass off to somebody else. Let them do it. Get me the ball. Is that where you are today? That you want that ball to be in your hands so that you can share the gospel, so you can be part of what God is doing in this church for the next 25 years. To be a faithful, contributing member of this group. So that when we have our next celebration, you can look back and say, that's how I was faithful to God in this church. Let's pray.